Hey, James. Oh, hi, Monty. How's it going, man? You seem upset, man. Yeah, well, it's just that it's that time of the month for another update, and I'm going to have to do it on my own. Why? Well, Monty's not here, and I miss him, but, you know, the show must go on. I'm right here. I could do it with you, man. Like, come on. Come on. Let's go. You, you sure? I mean, that would be great, as long as Monty doesn't mind. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, you, you know that's me, right? What? What? Monty, it's you. I'm so happy. I could cry. No, don't. Just stop. Please, don't even do that. Just stop crying. Stop crying. <laughs> Please, James. I just can't help it. I'm on such an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> oh, but I suppose no, please it... stop. <laughs> I can't help it. Well, enough of that. I guess it's time for NXT update. Yes, hello, I am James Rhodes, and today this is WNR445, it's NXT Update, and I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by Monty. How you doing, man? We got away with that skit. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> some way, I did not laugh. Every I tried my, I was holding the laugh back through every line, by the way. This, uh, I tried my best. Uh, go back into my improv days, which I have no official experience in. But <laughs> no, no, you this did, is great. You did great, and one of my favourite moments on the podcast eight year history is when we did the Samoa Joe William Regal promo. It was the promo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so remember. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, uh, you are back on the show. See everybody listening. I promised Monty would be back from his sabbatical. Because he's American, yeah. um, but you right, do right. You... good point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> See, hands across the nation. Um, but you <laughs> did miss your two-year anniversary, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so... like me. Oh, just I was. <laughs> do you know? I wasn't upset as Jackson and Gina were, but I was pretty upset. Um, so I've got to do the same thing to you. That's basically I did to them. And again, with you not being there, it was me just being creepy towards the two girls for like an hour. <laughs> but I'm hoping this sounds a little, <laughs> little bit better because I just want to kind of put it out there. Obviously, Monty and like, where do we start, man? You know, everybody knows on the show about Dan. And after him, I didn't think I could meet someone show with who would enjoy it as much as I did, you know. There's actually a quote from Shawn Michaels saying when he got in the ring with Kurt Angle, he'd have up his game. And do you know what? I actually feel the same way with you. That you watch more wrestling hour upon hour than me is not only annoying, but (laughs) (laughs) mind-blowing. I'm not going to lie. And NXT Update is our baby, and I'm thrilled it's continued, even if we have killed the original NXT 2.0 mm-hmm. and NXT UK, you know. But we've been through a yeah. lot. And honestly, just on a personal level with you, man, like, you can achieve anything you want. You kind of bring this level of chill, cool, calm, 
aptness with you and knowledge, which, again, is not showing off. You've just got that in your back pocket, just in case anybody's asking about it, which is the best yeah. way, I think, to, to be. So, like I said, Monty, it's been two years. I have got a little treat for you on the Halloween show, uh, which, of course, will be next okay. week, but I'll wait there. It's not a trick. It's a treat. Well, I put Jackson and Gina through it, and I'm going to do it because they, they hated it. So I'm going to do it for you okay. as well, man. Uh, but like I said, thank you for joining me. I cannot, this, These two years have flown by, and I feel like we have covered more news, even in the past year, <laughs> than we did in the first six, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, it, it never ends either. Like, we're not quite out of this year yet, so I'm waiting. It's, been, it's quieting down a little bit on the news front, but, you know, it's always something. Uh, when it comes to wrestling right now. But, man, yeah, you're right. The, the time is really flying by. Uh, and I, I appreciate it. Those are really kind words. And I, you don't understand it. This is an honor. I love podcasts and I love wrestling. So I'm bringing two things that I really enjoy and I put them together. So I just kind of come here, have fun, let loose. And, uh, you know, wrestling is an outlet for me. It allows me to just relax and you know, just have fun. And I think talking about it with you guys is a similar. I put it in the same vein. It's just something I can just sit back, relax, and just enjoy. And, uh, you know, I don't take it too seriously, but I, I really do uh, love doing it. I have a passion for this that I really enjoy doing this. So I'm just happy that you gave me a platform to to be able to express myself. And it just so happens that now we've doing, done it two years. I'm, I'm mad that I did not be, be able to say this on my official anniversary, but yes, I, this is a complete honor, and uh, thanks again. But yeah, man, I, I, we, like they say, the show go on, goes on, and I'm excited. Like you said, we killed off pretty much three eras of <laughs> NXT, <laughs> but you know, from the ashes, you know, rise this. You know, I don't know if it's a rebrand or like a reboot. Like, how do you, what do you determine this NXT? But it's still NXT. <laughs> We're still here somehow. We're surviving. <laughs> like impact. This is the thing, and but again, it to not to talk. You know, talking about people's impact, even on the podcast. You know, where people can say, "Well, obviously, James. You know, I've been there since kind of day one." But even with your involvement from where the pod was, from what we'll be doing with just like AEW and NXT mm. WWE, and then you having that knowledge and me trying to learn and branch out to New Japan and then introduce Gina and Jackson. And even like I say, going to see yeah. it live, we wouldn't have done that if you wouldn't have never joined the show. So it's kind of, it's weird how even the podcast, like I said, we're, we're following New Japan now. We've got Declaration of Power coming up. We know Wrestle Kingdom in January. And the previous January, we were all fucking clueless. So, you know, it's... it's... <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but... Like said, it's I... funny to see the progress now because, yeah. you know, I did. A, I had a, I had to set up a lot of so I had to tell everything, not just the stories, like who these guys were. Now, now you guys have an idea, you know. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. And yeah, I, that's a great point. The evolution of the show already in general. Uh, I'm so proud of you. You understand watching the photos, you guys getting pictures with the people, with the guys from New Japan and all that. Man, I, I was proud, like a proud father i guess as we could say uh spoiler alert anyway no just yeah. like we said it was it's a shame uh you're not over this side but then again 
is really weird because I was watching, and I'm going to name drop Richard Osman House of Games on the show because no, you know, people mm. watching that don't have any idea. <laughs> it's just this tea time show, but they ask, there's a round called Where is Kazakhstan? And the question was, it's a map of America, is where was the musical streetcar named Desire based? Uh, and I said, well, it's weird because I was watching it with my dad and I said, well, that's text to it is Louisiana and that's where Monty is, you know? And the answer was Louisiana, and I thought, how weird is that? That even, you know, you being in America and seeing it there, it's kind of broadened <laughs> my knowledge of it as well. So, like I said, we, we like I said, appreciate everything you've brought to the show and what you've kind of added to it as well. Yeah, man, no problem. I'm just going to try to keep doing the th- doing my thing. And, you know, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's uh, I never really thought about this. Like, I'm from a small, t- a small town, really, in Louisiana, so... To really to be branching out and to even be talking to someone from far like this is unfathomable. I, I did not I didn't even have internet when I was growing up <laughs> until like I was in middle school. So like I'm in a weird age range where I'm like now to see how far you could just go by just getting in front of a microphone and just you know talking about something you care about. It's crazy to me. So like I said, this is always enough. No, without shadow of a doubt. Well, we're going to get on with it. Don't worry, everybody listening. Go fucking hell. Come on, let's see the update. But we have got... Some more fish. Yeah, exactly. I'll get a room. That is to say. But there is five episodes of NXT to catch up on. But first and foremost, we look at the latest on the WWE Network. And we had table... No Broken Skull sessions recently the last mm. one was charlotte i guess she she even fucked that up you know we're <laughs> <laughs> on a nice run yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have got table for free and it had the steiners and of course table for free there's a 33.3 percent chance that one of these guys was not gonna <laughs> say something right but they should have given this an hour i was oh, reminded you know um filmed yeah. on hall of fame weekend and i've got to tell you for, for rick and scott they do look well monty i think it'd be fair to say mm. considering yeah. the careers they've had and what they've probably taken <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point man yeah and they've done, they've done it for so long you know since the mid 80s or you know, pretty much i think so yeah when you think about how well they look you know scott and then you know scott before this, before not too long before this Hall of Fame thing, you know, you know, I heard about him having a health scare years ago. So he looks great uh, in by comparison to you know what was going on. So uh, and then Rick, as Rich is a really great point, he looks almost exactly the same. He's just you know silver now with the goatee and all of that. So you know it, it happens, but yeah, they look awesome. And this was just a great thing because like I don't even I don't know if you know, but if you've been a fan of WWE for a while, I probably never thought we'd see the Steiners back <laughs> just in the fold. So to just see them being able to just sit there and talk with, and then see them, with the, especially with Braun and uh, listening to them kind of uh, give advice, but also uh, <laughs> give them a hard time too. I, I really enjoyed uh, watching this though. Yeah, we're about, well, we're going to say a weird thing, but Braun looks so much like Rick. It is scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Again, I know it's his son, but it's like really weird. Um, they start talking about bad food in Korea while setting an attendance record. That's not as important as the, <laughs> the bad food. Rick talking mm-hmm. that 
teaching Bron about the Japanese crowd. You would have thought he would have had a conversation with his son about this before the <laughs> table for free, but it was like Bron was learning for the first time. For any yeah. Stein fan, as you mentioned, people are Steiners as well, this is a must-watch must because Rick still remembers and obviously mm-hmm. talks about uh, Mid-South and meeting Sting and getting the contract uh, offer for 50000 and thinking it's been bought. Turner buying WCW's um, and another interesting thing I think I didn't know was Macho traveling with Scott Steiner and the story about them calling cows, which I knew Macho did. I never knew he did it with Scott, and I never knew it was an ability for Macho Man to attract cows. But you learn something new, I suppose. Yeah, I, I want to say he told a similar story in this Hall of Fame speech. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely... Uh, a great story, you know, and like he said, you know, he just like he always says, he swear Macho Man knew the knew the cows. Uh, what a great uh, setup and joke! I, I, I love it. I don't like I said, it, honestly, Macho Man was such a character. I, I wouldn't put it past him in this situation. Like the, that's the that's always the great thing about this and even uh, Broken Skull. Those those stories of just being on the road and those experiences you never. You know, you'd never get a chance to see, you know, it's just, man, that that's priceless stuff, like you mentioned. And then also they went into, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, not not a lot of great detail, but they talked about and showed highlights of a lot of the things that, like how innovative the Steiner yeah. Brothers were, were for their time. So, you know, they were always bringing, and they, and they, they insisted on it, said that they they wanted to always do something that other people weren't doing, so... That explains why you can see those huge guys doing things that they probably didn't have to do, like the Finsteiner and uh, that big bulldog from the top. But still, it was just it's just great to get that insight from Nick. Yeah, about that, even talking about NXT and developmental and about what Bron goes through and Bron talking about kind of, you know, mm-hmm. American football maybe being the thing he wanted and Rick saying how good Japan is and you'll wrestle there one day. Oh, no, you probably won't now, kid, will you? Because you know. <laughs> I think what we took away from it is Rick Steiner as a father, as a man saying friends and memories are the most important thing. And Scott yeah. Steiner saying the most important thing is Bronze to stop nicking all of his stuff because he's really pissed off <laughs> about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was hilarious. Like taking his stuff, I think. Uh, even Rick mentioned that he's taking his, his gear, his boots and stuff. And. <laughs> Uh, you know, Brian claiming that he created the Frankensteiner, and if you're a Steiner fan like me, Scott Steiner will always argue you uh, no one created the Frankensteiner other than Scott. And uh, <laughs> the face plant too, yeah. man, that oh. that really cracked me up because it proved that they watch also because they just pulled that from memory. So it's like it's nice to see that they're watching Brian like we are. So. Uh, to to make fun of him for that botch <laughs> was yeah. priceless. Right, that just shows you how well they kind of get on as well in between yes. Ron talking about how much time he spent with Scott. Uh, and another interesting thing I thought as well was when Rick and Scott were talking about who they could learn from and saying Ziggler was probably the guy he could learn from the most, which is a huge compliment coming yeah. from the Steiners. And even Bobby Roode, even though Scott, Scott's saying he's Canadian. <laughs> 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 What a Scott thing to say. Oh, no. It's, you know, it's just... But again, anybody that hasn't seen this, it's 23 minutes, and it's brilliant because this should be a documentary. You could follow the 
around all week and get gold. <laughs> uh, but for yeah. the stories they tell, and again, like I said, if even if they were to make a full-on, I don't know if they've done it or not, like a Steiner documentary, just whilst Rick can, you know, no offence, but like yeah. remember these stories, talk right, about then... Mid-South and the NWA days, you know, mm-hmm. against these legendary tag teams. Yeah, I agree. And then also you got and like uh we may not like talking about it because it's kind of a buzzkill thing to bring up, but in this business a lot of our greats uh don't get get to like like you said to stay in the shape to even recall a lot of this or actually still be here to talk about it. So while they're here, you know, yeah, get all the stories that you can get and you know, try to record it, get all of it on film as you can because you got to give them their flowers and, you know, celebrate them and get a lot of that out into the world while they're here. You know, I want to be, I'm not trying to be the buzzkill here, but I'm, I'm serious. Like it really is important, especially in this business with so many of our greats that we lose all the time. Yeah. Without shadow of a doubt. And I don't want to leave it on such a down note, but. Uh, You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. Because it's such a great show. It has <laughs> yeah. nothing, don't, right. You don't want to think about it morbidly. I'm sorry. I'm such a no, no, but, I try it. But like you said, and talking about the next Table 3, which we'll cover next month, who's just dropped yeah. his new generation gathering, which is going to be Jerry the King Lawyer, Bret Hart, and uh, Isaac mm. Yankum. Oh, no, wait, Kane. But we are going to have. <laughs> An in-depth look at the worst year in WF history, maybe, which is going to be great. So, uh, oh no! <laughs> but speak... I am interested in the Brett and uh, Lawler stories, though. Like, you know, interested, I guess. Well, like I said, Table Three does its job, you know, and sometimes, yeah, there's been a couple this season uh, that have worked really well, and a couple that maybe haven't. Again, at least. We're getting content. The network just doesn't right. seem to be getting, and it's even like the uh, Icon series. We've still got like three more of them to come at some point, and I don't even know kind of where they are. And uh, you know, apart from I've obviously like progress stuff or you know uh, ICW, which is available. There's not a lot there, and it just shows you that kind of WWE are relying on the special events, uh, and obviously mm-hmm. the. Uh, events they call them like halloween havoc which of course as people listen to this are is tonight uh which is really weird that kind of havoc or nxt premium live events have been treated differently as such because this could quite easy oh i don't know could this quite easily be a normal episode of nxt uh in some ways, yeah, uh i can understand i think the latter match may be in like just the, the sheer amount of um, matches on the card. But if you remember, like, this, you could say that about the Halloween Havoc card from, like, 2020 that they actually did show on television, <laughs> if you see what I'm trying to say. And, like, it wasn't really a live special. So I definitely can understand what you're saying. This could be just a, a, a special episode of regular NXT at this point, uh, the card quality. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I do think they definitely wanted to feel – Take over each though, because uh, a lot of these matches uh, are, are like feuds that needs to blow off. If you see what I'm saying, yeah. Well, like I said, we're going to get into that. We're going to run through cargo predictions at the end, but we have got five NXT to catch up on. So we start with September 20th, mm-hmm. and this is how far back we're going, Monty. The show started with Shawn Michaels stripping Solo Sokoa of the North American right? Championship. Yeah, yeah Solo <laughs> is still our champ as we speak. Uh, HBK. 
stripped him of it. He's not a sanctioned challenger. He told Melo he'd face four men a match at Halloween Havoc. We did have the best of three series. Uh, Axiom mm. versus Nathan Fraser. Nathan did make his daddy proud and win the match to draw one all <laughs> with the Phoenix Splash. NXT UK alive and well, Monty. We questioned it just a couple of months ago, yeah. and it was bollocks. <laughs> I, I agree. And also, I must point out that any they are doing the right thing by Axiom in this sense, that they're focusing like on making, on let a kid just wrestle. If you see what I'm trying to say, I love the the thought process of getting both these guys in the ring and just letting them do what they do best. And and there, and you can just see as this series has continued on, they gained uh, the crowd in there in Florida's respect as these matches continued. And I think that's a great way to help Axiom, even with the, the character we may not be so sure about and all that. Because I think me and you both know. A kid is awesome. As he sees continuing to show in the ring, he's great. He he's probably just like I, I think that's what they probably showed so far in this feud. Uh, even though uh, Frazier got the definitive victory in this one, they're still very very close as far as in like status and what and uh, or what they're bringing to the table in the ring. And uh, but this was a great second chapter in the uh, best of three series. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Toxic Attraction defeated Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. I was a bit surprised Ivy was pinned because if you look at where where she was on the card maybe you know six months ago mm. or so, it seems like Diamond moved on and she's kind of pushed back. But I've not noticed she's being worse than others around her. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the thing here, I think they wanted to kind of show that Diamond Mind was, uh, I think more of the story they're trying to go with was Diamond Mind. Her focus wasn't there. No, before the match, they were trying to make it seem like Paxley uh, was wanted to get her to focus here. So I think that it played more into that story than uh, as, as more more into that than it says anything about what Ivy is. But I do agree. Uh, it seemed like they were on a, ro- on a roll of, you know, giving her a bigger role. But, I, you know, honestly, I think part of this is also just fleshing out the tag division right now, and uh, I think this served that purpose also, right? Uh, just for the time being, anyway. Yeah, we get the schism told Cameron Grimes that he made a life altering mistake by refusing to listen to Joe Gacy. It just an mm-hmm. Malik Blaze stormed the ring while it looked good. The dire put away the rivals with a ticket to Mayhem. Grimes had promised this ends next week, it won't. Cora Jade beat Wendy Chu. <laughs> Damon Kemp explained the rest of his plan to take down Diamond Mine, taking Tony Jandre's money and injuring Roderick Strong to silence him. Who would have thought, Monty, an actual heel makes sense with the plan <laughs> and it comes through? Wow, like, I understand why you did yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So far, it's like, how do you, like, man, it's just so logical. Everything's making sense. I'm not used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? Stop this shit. Like, no, there's no reason. You just. Keep it as a secret or whatever it is. We get Perez and Miko Satmore talk about their match and growing respect. Perez promised to bring the same fight to her next match with Jade. Carmella Hayes yeah. and Trick Williams lost to Andre and Booty Haywood. <laughs> Hayes was pinned, but of course it's Monty's fault. Isn't it? <laughs> we know. Why? <laughs> <laughs> How's it my fault? <laughs> I just, you said, you like, I mean, they, <sighs> Andre Chase. And yet, how the hell can Hayes lose this match up here? I just don't understand it. Um, 
So I'm blaming Overconfident. you. Overconfident. <laughs> Overconfident. That's all I got for you. He's too, you know, too, he's big headed sometimes. That's what happens. It's fine. You know, it was just roll up. It was just roll up. I want to see. I want to see Drew Gulak join Chase U and do the mirror trick oh. with Andre Chase at some point. With Andre, yeah. yeah, we need I that. Can see it. And I t- tell you what, Booty Haywood basing himself off Lex Luger is actually a great <laughs> idea, and I'm not kidding because that man, Lex Luger, even though he might be a terrible wrestler, people say that torture act was over his shit back in the day. Yeah. You know? So um, it does, and also it does look like it could be his son. I wouldn't be surprised if we find out it is, and he teams with like Bron Baker or Sting gets a son. Get Sting, get a son, and then come along as well. We sort that out. Um, Von fucking Wagner beat Sanger. I really like Sanger's character, but if rumors are true, he's fucked. We now get uh, the former Olivier Carter now Aura Mensa. He qualified for the North American title ladder match, beating Grayson Waller, who was distracted by Apollo Crews. And his bleeding eye. Bleeding eye. If yeah. I had a pound for every time that has happened in a match, <laughs> what could we do? It's uh, another moment coming later, I think, when Waller is wrestling, but Waller has to do something about this finish. <laughs> this is the one size. He, keeps, he has to go all the way outside of the ring to do it. And every time he does that, you know, lately, <laughs> he's been trouble. I didn't even think of it. An excellent, but like they learn from your mistake. Just, just hit a cutter. Just that's all you Please. need, you know. Just job done. Yes. <laughs> well, talking about fucking idiots. Wesley told everyone he refused a free spot and will qualify for a ladder match only after beating Tony D. What a dickhead! Do you know what I mean? like, who would do that? Just, uh, I think he was trying to give off like, yeah, you know, I earned my opportunities. Um, but you know, no, it it doesn't change a thing, baby. Like Zack Saber Jr. always said, professional wrestler, your average professional wrestler isn't freaking idiot. And this 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 is a great example of what Zack Saber Jr. means. Baby faces are usually very very stupid, prideful, or whatever, and whatever you know, resilient, whatever. Uh, Adjective you can think of, that's fine, but they are also idiots. Oh my word. <laughs> well, the main event, number one contender for the NXT title, Tyler Bate versus JD. Well, Jordan Devlin, basically. Tyler Bate tried to stop it uh, and hit a top rope <laughs> Tyler driver, but instead took a top rope Spanish fly into the Devlin mm. side, sealing the win for the Irish ace. But the show ended yeah. with a shocking return as former NXT UK champ Ilya Dragunov headed Ooh. to the ring. And stared down both men. Uh, fantastic stuff. To start with A Kid v. Fraser and then on Bate v. Devlin shows how strong NXT UK was. NXT UK. And obviously the arrival of Ilya signals a real threat. No offense to Bate and JD, but Ilya is a real <laughs> threat to Bron Breaker. The only matches as well on this episode non UK were the women's. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I noticed, and again, I'm, I'm so thankful. I mean, I, now I imagine if I told you no when you wanted to do NXT UK together, <laughs> how lost I would be. <laughs> like, who the hell is this Axiom? <laughs> I don't know. It comes around, you know, what you give with New Japan. I gave a little bit of NXT UK just yeah. so we're prepared. Uh, I, to be fair, I didn't think it was going to be the whole fucking show. <laughs> 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 
That's a good point. Yeah. So an hour, it's literally an extra, the extra hour of NXT UK is now on NXT. Mm-hmm. So I'm all right yes. with that. Uh, September 27th, Ilya Dragunov made clear his focus was to throne Bron Breaker, just like he did Volta. JD interrupted, and he put over his history with Dragunov, including taking credit for forcing him to vacate his title <laughs> through injury. Liar! That was one game. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. yeah. See? <laughs> Thank you very much, Monty. <laughs> JD, you're full of shit. Um, finally, Low Breaker pulled out the Steiner math to set up the triple threat, which got a good <laughs> pop from the crowd. I mean, fair play for Bron to do that. Yeah. It was great timing, man. Great timing. Perfect. He said it with the right uh, cadence, too, because it's, 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 he does this often. That's how I, that's why I actually agree with Scott. He may just be taking his stuff, because he sounds like him when he said that. <laughs> he just sounds – he does that from time to time. Where he just sounds just like Scott to me. So, yeah, that, that was great, though. It was great. It was good stuff. And Mandy Rose beat Fallon Henley. Ladder match qualifier, Wesley versus Tony D. Back and forth contest, Wesley tripped, Tony D went face first in the tone buckle and the impact left the Don two days to continue, causing a referee stoppage. You know things are bad when they call it there. Um, Again, Tony D, love him or hate him, I don't think he deserved this. Uh, It is a shame because, you know, like I said, this story was going somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it had. It, it seemed like it had a payoff, and you know, an injury like this, especially since I found, you know, find out later it's like a PCL situation. So, you know, uh, it's, it's it's tough. And when you look at the spot, also, you know, he was running and he kind of hyper extended the right leg before the knee hit the mat or whatever, and you could just you can't really see it, but like that slight hyper extension is probably what took the PCL out, and it's just. It's a freak type of thing because it wasn't anything like you know uh, unsafe about it. It's just like a, a wasn't like a leg sweep or like not even a Russian leg sweep, but it's like a toe hole, drop toe hole. I guess yeah. is what they call it. So yeah, it wasn't even anything that was too uh, insane. So it was one of those freak type accident uh, injuries. So I just wish him the best going forward. And like you said, yeah, love him or hate the the dawn of NXT character or whatever he got he has going on. Uh, it, it does suck because again, he they seem to be building to some type of payoff here with his latest antics in NXT. Yeah, and it's just a shame as well because he had dragged off, opened up doors with his head, but you know Tony D with chop toe hold and he busted. Yeah, his knee. it just shows you how crazy wrestling, how yeah. such like you said, a simple move can cause so much trouble. Speaking of simple moves, Sol Rucker beat Amira Miller in the shits. <laughs> Is if you look up a picture of shits in the dictionary, what was that <laughs> Like she just kind of flipped and dropped her ass on her. Like, I don't. It was. It was some so some weird. people tried to call it a standing somersault double leg drop, but those are bastards. Oh, okay. so it was a leg that, drop. That's bollocks. It's not. It was fucking <laughs> horrible. Like stop it. Stop it with NXT now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 What was billed as the end was just Joe Gacy pinning Cameron Grimes thanks to the dyad. This is what we need, the storyline continuing. Uh, mm-hmm. Nikita Lyons, stop it, you pervert. Uh, beat Caden <laughs> Carter. Zion Quinn lost to Ilya Dragunov. You know it's bad when Ilya can't get a good match 
from him. And yeah. the Damon Kemp versus Brutus Keed. Well, Damon enjoyed causing Brutus to feel pain, but lost control after Brutus threw him outside. Damon Kemp smacked Brutus repeatedly with steel chair, <laughs> getting himself disqualified. I, I don't know what we can expect from this. I, again, it makes sense storyline. But mm-hmm. you know when you watch a match, you think this is either going to be the worst pile of crap ever, or yeah. it, it's going to, like, they're going to fluke it. <laughs> yeah. Not the same match of the year, but who knows what could happen. Um, and then the main event, pub rules, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen versus Gallus. <laughs> when they first announced this, I thought they announced three on two. And I thought, is that how much, how little you <laughs> care about Gallus? <laughs> but it wasn't. But somehow, somehow Briggs and Jensen won. Uh, Gallus has been suspended now as well. It was an awful episode of NXT. It was an awful one. It was pre-taped, and hopefully with the new NXT, uh, we get something new the following week. Uh, but I didn't hold up hope, because October 4th, we had Sudu Shah, Byron Saxton. And I thought, oh, fucking hell. What, what have we got here? Wade Barrett. Uh, the black and gold back... But the set didn't look much different. <laughs> I'm not gonna no. lie, like it didn't. No, it didn't change at all. Actually, no. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I think they just changed the lighting for the most part and uh, the the ring posts. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's different because this room is completely different to where it was when I used to do it with Dan. You know, the NXT update. Like I even changed the room and the light setting. Like at this moment, it's all like black and gold in here. So. Obviously, people can't see it, but trust me. <laughs> uh, new lights and everything. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, the NXT champions pretty deadly arrive. Yes, boy. Side plate check. And Lord check. Elton and Lord Kit. And they're dressed as such. And they're brawling. Brutus shockingly <laughs> arrived and said they want to fight pretty deadly due to their comments on social media. But Prince and Wilson blamed all the Kevins. Kevin Nash, Kevin Patrick, and Kevin <laughs> Owens for hacking their account. Uh, great to see the brawling brutes and pretty deadly. Yes, some of the segment didn't work, but it would have died with anybody else. Yes, they saved it. I do. They, they obviously we I we know again how great they can be if you just let them uh, give them some time and let them be themselves. Uh, pretty deadly because they just these characters, man. They have it down to a T. Uh, but I, I must say. I wanted to ask you how did like how do you feel when they when they, for some reason we have this thing like where I guess just because they're from England <laughs> we have to do the, the the white wig and the like the Commonwealth talk and all like what what is like I'm saying like how do you guys feel over there when we because like it, it happens often actually over the years for some reason that we feel like that that's that's the way we have to depict. I, um, I, you guys. I feel. Do that, does that matter, or is it? You know, I just I, want, I was, I was, I'm curious. I feel every American thinks of us like that, you know, with the wigs right. and they think and go bloody hell, we just lost America, you know. Uh, <laughs> still like they, like you haven't did anything, yeah, exactly or whatever. Like, <laughs> those those boys really did a number on us, you know, like. Uh, which again, we don't really mind. Like we, we are, yeah. we cannot at this moment in time. And I don't like talking about news and politics. We yeah, yeah, cannot yeah. have control of another company, uh, another another country, whilst our yeah. country is the biggest fucking joke. <laughs> 
going. Just like how to destroy a country in five easy steps, you know. And uh, yes. so I don't mind. I know what the Americans like. And I picture, <laughs> I picture an American much like Pretty Deadly dressed up with the uh, the painting on your bare chest, yeah. the, the beer hat, yeah. and the USA, USA. So it's See, the same, you know. Like, I hate that because of Briggs and J- that's exactly like that's why I don't too much care for Jensen and Briggs because they. I'm from Southern America, and it is those people exist. Trust me, they're not inaccurate. It's just like, damn it, like all of us who were born here were, are not like that. <laughs> This is weird. But here we are on American yeah. television. When we meet up and you'll so, go, why are you not wearing your wig? And I'll go, why are you not got your beer hat? Like, it's right. Really Flannel and, yeah, yeah double fisting beers or whatever. Yeah. Shooting saying, gun, get your gun out. Yeah, gun, <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Well, I've got oh, a cup oh, of tea. Uh, anyway, <laughs> least Carmelo Hayes came back to winning ways, beating Aura Mensa. NXT ladder match qualifier Von fucking Wagner beat Andre Chase. Why have Chase beat Ugh. Hayes then? Why have that happened? Yeah, that, the that's the thing I hated. That's what I <laughs> I hated. I'm like, okay, he's gonna beat Wagner, right? No, no, he pinned the. Come on, anyway, just keep going. <laughs> it just it just does me. Uh, Sang- Sanger told Nathan Fraser he hoped he won the ladder match on October 22nd. Veer Mahan mm-hmm. walked up to Sanger, seemingly indicating the two could be team again. Uh, I think Sanger's interested in Nathan. Thank you very much, Veer. Uh, <laughs> Wendy Chu beat Lash Legend. Enough of that. Uh, Ely Dragunov talked about the agony of vacating his NXT UK championship and promised to make up for not being the man who defended the NXT UK at Worlds Collide. Now, Monty, let's just discuss this quickly because uh, we talked about a lot of rumours. I generally don't believe he was injured. Uh, and I think he vac. No, seriously, I think they vacated the title from him. Let Tyler Bate do it to for Tyler Bate be the first and last champ, and then save Leah as a bigger threat down the line. Am I just smoking yeah. the wrong stuff? No, I, I, honestly, I, I was. I, I'm not going to argue with that. It does feel like with the quickness of his return, because if he was going to be like, for example, if you remember when he gave the speech give up the belt after he lost it. We had seen that Ilya could miss four or five weeks at a time of NXT UK and still be the champion. So for him to still be to be back in not that much time since then, it does give you that thought like, you know, maybe they just, you know, didn't want him to have to eat the pin from Braun so soon or or whatever because they didn't want the NXT UK champion to end up winning the, uh, you know, once they did the last World Collides or whatever. So uh, it, it actually makes a lot of sense the more you think about it. Honestly, I, I honestly would not, I don't disagree with your assertion that he may have not been injured and they just wanted to, you know, maybe they, he was injured kayfabe-wise, but he may not have been injured to where he couldn't have competed at, at World's Collide himself. But I do love the uh, the angle of the video package, kind of showing him watching World's Collide in this basic Room or wherever, whatever generic room he was in. I was like, "What? What the hell they have Ilya watching this? That can't be where he lives." Me and he had a very similar viewing experience of Wells Collide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pain and Just, the hatred. 
Yo, he was, oh, yes. He was turning red. I'm like, LeBron is just getting in the ring, Gilius. Calm down. Oh, God. Uh, we'll move on. No more tennis ship. Toxic attraction. Lost in the key lines. And Zoe Stark. And then we see the Ooh. Grayson Waller effect. Quickly got out of hand as Roxanne Perez and Cora J could not stop arguing. Apollo Crews appeared to pull Waller under the ring and <laughs> caused his eyes to bleed. To bleed. While security barely kept Perez and Jade apart. If I'm security, I'm going, fuck Perez and Jade. That cunt's got his eyes bleeding like that. He needs <laughs> medical attention. He needs saying. You know, <laughs> I got a couple things. One... I have no clue why Waller's pants and stuff were all so ripped. <laughs> like, wow. What the hell did he do to him out there? <laughs> He's bleeding from three places. No <laughs> <laughs> wonder he trying to get away so fast. It's all wow. of his eyes. It's, it's all... <laughs> and then second of all, Cora Jade and Roxanne is like both... I. I I, I promise you, they'd have to both be around 120. <laughs> so to watch four, eight guys struggle <laughs> to stop them, oh, that's always entertaining to me. <laughs> Roxy's like yeah. five feet even pushing these big guys around. <laughs> I love it. It's where real life physics come into it. You think, yeah, actually, no, they wouldn't. Uh, but we did get the match set for Havoc. As a weapons yes. wild match. Wow, that's yeah. exciting. Street uh, fight, basically. Julius Creed made quick work of Duke Hudson after a low running lariat. Afterwards, an injured Brutus Creed beat down Hudson. Damon Kemp appeared and challenged Julius to a match. At Halloween Havoc. I know it's not on this episode or whenever it is. I do love angry Brutus Creed wandering in the background. He is <laughs> the best. God, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> just steaming. <laughs> like, oh, God. Just, oh, man. He's, like, he remind me like the, the uh, old uh, cartoon. Uh, I used to watch Lone Tunes, the Bulldogs. Or I watched Tom and Jerry and be the Bulldog outside. That's what he looked like. Uh, but, yeah, no. What I want to say also about this is that it's just hilarious to hear. And Barrett is, is going to be gone soon but to, uh, from NXT here. But it's very hilarious to hear that not two minutes after Barrett said Duke Hudson has bonds of steel, <laughs> he was already pinned and beat. I have no clue why Barrett wanted to highlight that. Uh, but, yeah, Duke Hudson, if the, all they have to tell you us about you is that yeah. Buns of Steel. That says a lot about your standing, and he lost in like three minutes. So, unfortunately, yeah. no. I think you're bang on. I think I think Duke Hudson's only fan has left NXT now. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was the one comparing him to himself. Like no one else was. No one else said that. It was him. Um, Again, it's Bade's son. We're going to find out that all just like... <laughs> 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 like that's my boy. Uh, was the SI Quinn beat former security guard Hank Walker? Well, that pushes over them. Uh, Mars Man tried to pass out buttons for the schism, <laughs> but struggled, leaving Joe disappointed. Grimes tried to make the man feel better, but of course it was a trap. The schism attacked Grimes backstage and invited the man 
to join schism. I said schism too much there, uh, and I don't care about it. I really don't. <laughs> no, nothing. Nope. The only thing interesting me interesting me is maybe who's under the hoodie, but really, nah, no, don't really care either. <laughs> exactly. We'll see. It'll be Tyler Bate called Burt Cruncherman, or or just <laughs> like that. It'll be stupid. The main event, though, and an all-British main event, shall I say. Brawling Brutes, of course, let's not forget. Pete Dunne, and of course, don't tell me I forgot his name. Because I know who it is, don't get me wrong. Against Pretty Deadly, against the Brawling Brutes. Rich Holland? Of course it's Rich Holland. I won't forget Rich Holland's name. Monty, do you really think <laughs> I would forget Rich Holland's name? How dare you, sir? Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, <clears throat> the Brawling Brutes were too dangerous for Pretty Deadly to overcome until Imperium hit the ring. The distraction allowed Eaton Prince and Kit Wilson to win with spilt milk on Ridge Holland. Uh, <laughs> but to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> this, this was a good match and Pretty Deadly, we talked about the angle earlier, but in this match they showed that they belong. I had visions of main roster. Yeah, man, it fit right in. And also, to make this even more NXT UK <laughs> Imperium <laughs> made an appearance. So, you know, uh, yeah, man, NXT UK, bro, just taking over <laughs> this new era. Post 2.0, they don't want to say it, but that's really what 2.0 is. The, the era after 2.0, NXT UK 2.0. Yeah, it really, right it really, really is. But that's like a great main event as we had into yes, October. Fantastic stuff. October the 11th with Vic Joseph introduced his new partner, Booker T. Now, I love Booker <laughs> T as much as the next man. But someone lowered his chair because I think even on the last <laughs> episode, it just... Uh, did you accidentally press the pedal and just go down? Like, I don't know what happened. But Booker T, Vic Joseph, I mean... That's got to work, hasn't it? I mean, we've had Vic Joseph, yeah. Wade Barrett and Beth Phoenix and then obviously into Wade. Nigel now, we've known the, the news. So Booker T's mm-hmm. got to be best of the rest. At least it's not Byron Saxon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe right there, you know. Uh, Booker T has always been someone I, I enjoyed or at least chuckled at some of the things he said. He's always been entertaining, so... I have I have no problem with it. I did, and I I definitely even though I I love the new position and you know kind of like I get I don't think it's I don't know if they're counting it as a promotion, but I guess it feels like one because he's next to Michael Cole now like on SmackDown. So I'm, I love that for Barry, but man, did him and Vic just have a chemistry? And I, I was waiting to see in these last few episodes like how are it, can Booker and, and Vic play off each other? And so far, I honestly have to admit they. Seem to be doing pretty well. Uh, it makes makes make me have a new appreciation for Vic that it wasn't just like a good relationship with Barrett that made him do well here. And uh, so I just I love it. Right now they seem to be doing pretty well. We have to keep our keep our eyes on it as these uh, weeks go by. But I have uh, I have no problem with Booker T here in this position. And also he has a school. So him being there with some of those some of the green talent, him being down there and probably closer. To some of those people, it also can't be anything but uh, but a positive, you know, him being around. So I, I don't have a problem with that either. Yeah, just don't ask him to pay attention to the action sometimes. That's, <laughs> <my favorite thing. laughs> 
about Booker with Pete going, what yeah. are you asking me that for? I'm not, I'm not, what? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> no, no, I do. I do. And the thing he said as well, and I know we talked about the last episode of, of it, but talking about the nasty boys trying to get them to the Hall of Fame as well. I know it doesn't mean yeah. a lot to anybody, but, you know, those matches that, that those two teams, Harlem Heat and nasty boys, had in WSW round 95 as well, kind of put Harlem Heat on the map, arguably. So, again... Really, really enough stuff. Uh, nice stuff. Uh, Brom Breaker beat Big Body Harvey in quick time. I'm not sure if I like Big Body Harvey. I feel like I should because <laughs> of the kind of gimmicks. You know what I'm like with that. But yeah, do much for me here. Afterwards, dragging off a ride. McDonald headbutted Desire, which we both know is a finisher, and then sent him into Breaker. Uh, again, same old stuff to begin with. But in the final act of their best of three series, Axiom and Nathan Fraser went move. For move, they traded Ooh. super kicks, but the superhero caught his rival with knee strikes to the face. Action went for his finisher, but Fraser stacked him up for a surprise free and qualified for the North American ladder match. Um, can we get a best of seven? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Do it. Come on, man. They need to find a way to just run it back again. Like, man, they just went 100 miles per hour for the last one. And just like you said, ran through everything smooth. What I like the most, too, they they work at a fast pace, but it wasn't a lot of slipping or you know sloppiness. Like usually, when you see someone work at that pace, to see both guys, you either have one guy who's gonna work at a fast pace and a guy who's gonna gonna slip down and you know and make it more technical based. But they, you know, even with Axiom using submission and technical wrestling, they are they are found a way to still be absolutely. Like just breaking it, like going at a breakneck speed and just pulling out cool move after cool move. So I, I loved it. And then also, again, proving like my point earlier that they are this close to each other, dead even. This finish was not as definitive as the first two uh, falls. This one was, like you said, uh, Frazier just kind of out wrestling him there at the end. So I just loved it. everything about this series uh, played out perfectly. And I think both guys should have uh, at least a new measure of respect in the fans' eyes after showing what they could do in this format. And I, and like I said earlier, I think that benefits them both uh, right now. Yeah, I would have loved it if they said, look, you both qualify and from fucking bad yeah, out of the match. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, that's how good you <laughs> It would have made it even better. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, like I said, love this. Indy Hartwell beat Valentina Feroz. The match was overshadowed by the booking around it, with Sanger was watching and was convinced to leave by Veer Mahan for a pretty deadly interrupted Hartwell celebration just to talk about the match to come. I mean, yes, boy, but still yeah. not nice when it comes to the women. Um, <laughs> number one contender Briggs Jensen versus Nothing Blade versus the Dyad. Like I said, pretty deadly dressed as Americans. Because you don't pronounce the A, you see? That's how you say properly, <laughs> yeah. American. Right. See, I know what mm. we're doing. Uh, Mallet Blade and just started rolling. <laughs> Joe Gacy got involved. Cameron Grimes took him out of laying Blade to steal a free count. This was fun. And we've spoken about Enoffian mm-hmm. Blade having sank about him for a little while now. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we always, I think we saw, saw the potential, uh, you know, months ago, honestly, even when they were losing in quick succession, I thought they flashed that they had, like you said, this potential to be. Uh, one of the best teams, uh, especially with the the mixture of uh, speed and high flying that they have, and they just work so well together. I thought uh, so. I think they're only getting better with uh, with the longer that we're we're being allowed to see them now, and them picking up this big victory, man. It was it was great to see. 
uh, because they're one of the only teams who hasn't really had a, had a chance, right, uh, out of the teams that are contenders to, uh, you know, be in that spot. So them versus a pretty deadly makes sense to me. And what I do want to give credit uh, to what's been going on so far in these Bachelor episodes is that, because I think, me you talked about this on, not, not only during 2.0, but even during some of the black and gold era, that the tag division by comparison to years past in NXT has re- was really lacking or really was kind of just top heavy. Well, now it seems like they're trying to do their best. Even if you don't like all the teams, they're trying to build multiple teams up, like the like like you said with the, the former Grizzle Young Vets and uh, you know what they already have going on with Pretty Deadly. You have Gallus there as a threat for tag titles. You're trying to and not you mention Briggs uh, and Jensen. I know, and I, I know, <laughs> you know my reaction to him. I can hear. You. <laughs> I know. Oh man, yes, I tried my best, but yeah, they're there also. <laughs> chase you. I, I was gonna go it. chase you before <laughs> yeah. I mentioned them. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Like what you say. Like, uh, there is a lot of tag teams around in the parking lot. Ladiard, Warren Grimes, he had made a mistake and challenged him to a three-on-one handicap match to pay for his sins. Grimes told Mitchell. Mackenzie, that is. He would help him give the two men outside of NXT. We then had Alba Fire versus JC Jane. And Gigi Jolin tried to keep JC Jane in the match, but Alba Fire still put the latter away with a gory bomb. Sonia Deville appeared in the crowd and attacked Fire, helping Tox Traction Powerbomber through the announce table. It's nice to see Deville in a more comfortable setting. It's always nice to see the Shield Powerbomb as well. Um, but again, it adds another layer to Toxic Attraction because we know the relationship between Rose and Deville. Yeah, it was, it's just, again, another logical, just smart decision, especially since I, I do think the Toxic Attraction formula needed a little bit of freshness there. I thought I think this is also one of those things that if if it is a long term thing for Sonya, it's not just for you know this moment and she's going to stick around for a little while. Uh, alongside Toxic Attraction. I think it's great for her because, uh, you know, again, like you said, we all know the relationship. It makes just the most sense. They're both heels. They And, and honestly, even with the whole storyline they had, they've never hidden that they were still <laughs> best friends. So it just it, everything about it was logical and makes sense to me. And I think it, it could be beneficial for Toxic Attraction and Sonya. Yeah, I think without a shadow of a doubt, uh, again, booking makes sense in NXT. We then see Wesley beat Channon, stacks Lorenzo afterwards. Williams and Hayes attack Lee, but Ora Mensa made a save and helped Lee run them off. Uh, one of the most unluckiest ma- men in NXT, Roderick Strong, was in hospital with a neck brace. He, I'm sorry, I should be laughing, but he blamed himself and <laughs> Julius Massey would win for Diamond Mine. But, I mean, Roderick Strong, let's just talk about the Undisputed Era at the moment. It's not often that you get Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly in a neck brace, Adam Cole concussion. Yeah. All three can't be uh, injured, but wouldn't swap for Bobby Fish's promo and reaction he got at Bound for Glory. You know I'm an impact yeah, man, Fuck me, that was awkward. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I think everybody did. Just like, oh. It's never a lot of, it's not even a lot of people there, so it just, it, it really is just 
sad. <laughs> it was so sad because it was nothing. Not even like a little kid. You know, usually it's like a child who may not be even paying that close attention. We just want to scream. Nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> I've always said, you know, Unspeaked Era, Adam Cole would be WWE, Kyle O'Reilly's AEW, Roderick Strong's Ring of Honor, Bobby Fish's Impact. Impact. <laughs> like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> it's like, shit, maybe he's MLW. <laughs> Like, maybe, <laughs> but strong. You know, Rod, you think things go bad for you, son. Do not worry about that. <laughs> oh, oh, I know, man. bless him. Well, we get Keanu James versus Fia Hale. Mr. Stone interrupted the match to warn Hale against him, bouncing him while he got press slammed for his troubles. The distraction allowed Keanu James to immediately get away with a 401k. In the main event, Ear Dragonoff versus Grayson Waller. Waller got distracted, but again, Waller went outside. This is what happens when you start going in the car park. Monty makes an excellent point. He waited for the wheel to spin. He knew Saint was wrong with the wheel, but it wasn't spinning yet. And it allowed Ear to take over and win with a torpedo. Afterwards, bronze spear dragging off while a smiling JD watched in the crowd. And you know what? I've never felt sorry for Grayson. What a camera chat. <laughs> I would never feel sorry for Grayson, but knowing Ear would batter him kind of brought, you know, when you just, I sympathised, I think would be the right word, because if someone's going to pull a good match out of you, it's going to be him. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And wow. Uh, Like, by the way, I just love how at the end, I thought, I never thought he would have to change thing, change the thing. But again, the intensity of dragging off at all times, even in the promo uh, segment with him earlier, he's just he's just so intense. He's just very present in every moment. And like I mentioned earlier, every now every time they do it, like they they're gonna have to find another creative way to mess Wall up. Like or he, like I said, he's gonna have to just do that cutter from closer to the ring or something. I don't know. Either way it goes, that spot really tripped me out because I was like, come on, man, you cannot. <laughs> let that get you again <laughs> but you know uh, honestly I I must say this is uh, great stuff I didn't I love that camera shot there at the end they are trying they are they're not the most subtle tease ever but they are basically doing everything to show you alright guys watch out mm. JD is gonna be right there the people you think is gonna you know who's gonna win is they're gonna take each other out there goes JD so uh, I do love that execution of it. And I must say, I have to say this, and maybe this is just me. I have a new fixation. I love watching Braun spear short guys. Man, <laughs> dragging off. That spear looked beautiful. I don't know if it was as good as Bates, the one that he did to Bates, but man, oh, it's nice. It was nice to see. I must I must admit that. That was kind of, you know, it was cool. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of like the opposite. Every time I go, oh, for fuck's sake. It's like, from... <laughs> Just, why does he hate people from UK? You know, why does he hate UK talent? Like, why does he have to keep beating them and beating us? It's not fair. But before this, he was fighting Gacy. He needs some yeah, competition. Fair, I'm sorry. But again, you know, you beat Bait, you beat, beat fucking, you beat Devlin, you're beating, well, you might beat Ilya, we just don't know. We'll see. Um, we shall see. We're on the last NXT now as well, so it's not been too bad. October 18th. And- Days the Tuesday night war, much like the Wednesday night war as it was. So <laughs> NXT go head to head 
with AEW. Would it lead to a better show? Well, you've been a judge of that because we started with Picture Poison, Roxanne Perez versus Raya Ripley. And Ripley yeah. enjoyed beating down Rox early and often, mm-hmm. but she let her opponent almost stay in the match too long. A timely distraction allowed the Eradicator to connect on a headbutt and a riptide to win. But it's great seeing not only Ray Ripley, but the entire Judgment Day. It's like when you see Dominic's yes. and you go, that's where you should have been to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Hell yeah. Hell yes. But no, uh, it was great to hit the pop and like the, the look and everything in the NXT arena. It was awesome. They, they just felt like a big deal. Rhea looked, looked great. And this is a thing. I honestly, until I watched it, I forgot that, you know, she hasn't even been in the ring since the whole, you know, uh, you know, health injury or whatever she had going on. Uh, so, you know, this was a great time, you know, great. It was a great chance to finally see her after a while. She's been, you know, it seems she's still been so active during this whole period that I guess it was, I kind of forgot that, you know, it's been a while since she's been in the ring. So to see her in the ring, uh, with someone like Roxy getting that great experience, just, how could you not have sympathy for Roxy and now with someone like Rhea? Uh, they they crafted a pretty nice match together. Real great, I think. Uh, everything went uh, went as planned too because they used Dom. They also got a little bit more heat on Dom too. If you want to connect uh, this to what they're doing on the main roster, Dom was the distraction. So here we here we go here uh, with a big win for Rhea, and it made a lot of sense. Roxanne, in my opinion, did not look bad or doesn't look weak here. She pushed someone that is respected in NXT and NXT UK. Uh, uh, you know, so, so like she pushed someone to a limit to where they needed a distraction to win. So I thought it worked out. This was a, a really great way to start off the show, in my opinion. Yeah, the pick the poison match is such an obvious choice to do, especially when you kind of got like this and to be involved with Raw and SmackDown. And to see Cora Jade, you know, interacting with Judgment Day on Raw. And, of course, Rock's being involved yeah. in a tag team match uh, on SmackDown as well. Like you said, they have mm-hmm. experience. And another thing you said earlier as well is, like, Booker T managing to, you know, tell you a little bit more about Roxanne because, obviously, yeah. he was the one that started training her as well. I'm not going to lie. I never thought I would lose my shit in a Channing Stacks lorenzo match. But I did. <laughs> when we found out who his mystery opponent was, and it was Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. And yes, the fucking in his name was used correctly, unlike Ron Wagner. Uh, of course, Tony G enjoyed watching Stax fight hard. And to be fair to Stax, he even said to him to bring it on. Uh, but that should never yeah. happen as he got hit with the... <clears throat> the the Kinshasa! <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Win, it matters not, right? We don't know. Well, we don't know how Tony <laughs> knows Naka. It doesn't matter, though, because the man who was NXT's biggest star is back. Yeah, and he had, the, had, like, he had his black and gold uh, gear, too. So it's like, it made me hope that, you know, maybe he could just pop up again or come around. You know, who knows? I, at this point, it, it really felt, and honestly, lately, I don't know if you noticed this too, I was going to wait for my overall NXT point, but it feels more like a brand when you have a lot of this stuff, like this stuff with the OC, and the, like you said, having NXT people pop up on Raw and SmackDown often, uh, and uh, we'll talk about something in a minute that I mean, later that happened that also just kind of intertwines the show even more, so... I do have to give them that props. Seeing people like Shinsuke here, even with his NXT history, uh, it was just a, a great moment, and it felt good, even if the match wasn't like 
Uh, even though we, I think we all knew Stacks probably didn't have a chance. It was still fun to see, and uh, he he gave a great uh, you know effort too in in uh, in uh, in defeat. So this was fun, and I also I love Tony. You know, kind of like yeah, man, you could get the job done. I don't know what connections got him to call this guy. Like the mafia got what kind of connections? What the yakuza? Who do you know? Yeah, phone number. Yeah, who did he call? <laughs> Chiske likes to surf. Like I'm trying to figure out what kind of negotiation. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, is Tony do Rick Boogs with a shave, and we've just not noticed it? <laughs> <laughs> like, it... What's happened? Um, won't put it past him. But like I said, great to see Nakamura back, and we've got Chucky as well. He interrupted the confident Grayson Waller to announce his match with Apollo Cruz would be a spin. Make the deal. Mm. Of course, Waller ran out of the building, but no bleeding or attacks in the car park. We're all right. Alba Fire beat Sonia Deville. After the match, Dox Trash and attacked Fire before Rose music hit. Fire laid out everyone and took Rose's title. Rose and by extension, WC seem to have taken Fire's production attempt to champion in their stride. Um, again, interesting here. But I don't want to be a pessimist, but Alba Fire wins strongly on NXT holding up. Is it? <laughs> should, should I be getting my hopes up for Halloween Havoc? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. What, uh, it depends on what those hopes are. Are you hoping, man? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. She may have beaten. She, she fought off everyone here, but that does not mean three on one won't, or four on one won't come back to bite her. Uh, Saturdays and uh, so we'll see or tonight so we'll see <laughs> yeah well, that's what I'm saying is the excitement is upon us we're coming up to it now but uh, we see Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams started their fight mm-hmm. off in the locker room with Wesley and Nora Mensa who fought back the teams made it to the ring Trick took out Mensa while Mella caught Lee with a diving axe kick to win uh, it was kind of over before it began this one. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, just get my notebook out. Oh, wait a minute. It's finished. But again, didn't really mind. Uh, and then we had Cameron Grimes wanted to get his hands on Joe Gacy. He got his wish uh, with Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed involved. Of course, Grimes picked as his partners. Yes, of course, it was the good brothers, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. They proved their worth by putting the schism away after a magic killer and a one, two, three to read. We're going to go more into detail on the Halloween show about the good brothers and the man. But even if this is a couple of weeks ago from when we're doing it, it's mental that the good brothers are on NXT now. <laughs> yeah, man. NXT, Raw, it was just unbelievable. I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. Like, Impact, I soured on their run. I really did. Like after a while, I, I think I don't know if you mentioned this too, but you definitely you watched more Impact than I even did, and I was still like, well, "Why?" Like you <laughs> see, like every time I look up, they're doing the same thing uh, on Impact. So uh, you know, and then they came back to New Japan, and they've had they've done you know done great. So to see them while continuing to maintain a relationship, as far as I know, with New Japan, to see them uh, here. 
in WWE, in NXT, even if it makes sense with the money. I love Gallo's reaction to the money he yeah. put in his face <laughs> early. <laughs> Just how much they love it. They're like a higher guns. I love it. And the way Finn, oh my goodness, Finn's facial expressions on the Raw when they showed up. Oh man, it was so well executed. So it's great to see the OC back. I don't necessarily know what, what this means though. Uh, but, you know, it was still awesome, and I definitely wasn't expecting it. So another one of those, you know, pulling something out of a hat from Triple H or and Sean here. So uh, it, it worked out, though, because we got a really good moment here in NXT out of this also. So we'll see how long it goes. Well, this is the thing as well, and WWE saying, oh, we don't matter if we're going head-to-head with AEW, you know. And then, like you said, <laughs> sticking fucking as many people as, as they can. Oh, yeah. oh no, Nakamura. Just, Nakamura just showed up, you know. They're just oh, a no. Florida, randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brothers, They're always going to be Shotzi showed up as well. Uh, it was announced as a Halloween Havoc host. <laughs> Doesn't that take you back to better yes. times? Oh, my word. Um, wow. Well, Zion Quinn and C. Elliott wanted to join him as co-host. Uh, <laughs> of course. Quinn could not yeah. deal with the size of Elliot, who took him out with a diva drop to win. And to be fair, I've got I've not got a problem with Elliot, but just you know, be more in tune with your surroundings. Yeah, if you're gonna hit yeah. your finisher, don't look like you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you yeah, know? like that's different to it. But again, I don't mind it, but it's not going to add anything to the havoc, you know. Yeah, I, honest, I I don't know. It made me feel like they just didn't have an idea for, I, for how they wanted this Zion and uh, or the Zion and Quincy thing to to uh, continue or end. So they just kind of went with this because they thought it would uh, just at least tie into Havoc. But you know, uh, so I don't necessarily know what it's gonna do for, as far as hosting the show. I agree. I think Shasi would have had it handled pretty much by herself, fine, and wouldn't have, didn't necessarily need this. But like you said, I, I don't. I'm not too. I don't mind Quincy at all. I think he he does some good things, like the way he bumps for a big guy and the way he moves around at times is impressive. But I agree, he definitely shows signs that he needs, uh, you know, more you know experience here. And we'll just have to see how this continues on. But uh, you know, the people seem to see people there seem to be behind him. I don't know how much is that is you know prepped or just, are they really just into it? But I I really think. That if we just give it time, we'll have to see how it all play out. And I'm, I'm interested to see how they use him and Shotzi together here tonight. I want to at least see if they do something creative or is it just going to be uh, one or two cringeworthy segments that we will hope is not here or whatever. <laughs> you have heard that. I cannot believe I was just going to compare the NXT crowd to porn stars. I cannot believe I was. <laughs> But you know when sometimes it's like you're not enjoying it as much as you're making yeah. it. Yeah, you know, right, just, right. Like, not, so like how much of it is for the camera, right? Just yeah, for looks. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> this is awesome. Really, is it? Yeah, uh, right, right. Really? It's like, come on, man. Anyway, pick your poison. Raquel versus Cora Jade. Again, see Raquel from SmackDown. Uh, this made sense. Cora J realised earlier she could not match Rodriguez, so she goaded Big Mama Cool using a kendo stick against her that caused a disqualification. So she, good news, bad news. Good news, she got the win. 
bad news. She got beaten the shit out of with the kendo stick. It was kind of over before it started. And of course, <laughs> rocks getting picked up. That's when you know the power of Raquel when she just picks up rocks and just sticks them on the shoulder without even bothering about it. Uh, but again, they're going all out. Would you say, and again, we're going to run through the card, I know. I think the build. And what the an story... easy check for Raquel, by the way. <laughs> I think the story in the build has been bigger and better for Roxanne and Cora than it has the women's yes. title match. And I know we've yeah, had oh, these yeah, had issues, you know, like. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's some things that's out of their control when it comes to uh, Mandy's situation. But 100%, Cora and, and uh, you know, Cora Jade and what Rock, Roxy has going on right now is definitely the mo- the best told story uh, so far in, in the women's division. And like I said, the video package from a few weeks ago, uh, given all the, like, with, my, with mixing Mako in there also. I love the use of Mako here because it feels like, like she didn't have the heart to use, you know, she didn't have the heart to be vicious in that early other match, but she fights Mako, Mako beats the crap out of her. And now she's like, okay, you know what? I, I show toughness. I gained a real, you know, I gained a badass woman's respect. So, you know, that give, may give her the confidence to be vicious. So again, I love everything that they've been doing so far. Even if in my opinion so far, I feel like this story is making Roxy look way better. But honestly, you know how this is. It's a give and take in this business. And if the match turns out great, they both will benefit no matter who comes out the winner. But this is, uh, yeah, I agree. This is so far has been the best story told easily. Yeah. And again, we're not going to complain if they're making the face actually look quite cool and clever and like right about, it's about damn time <laughs> yeah, exactly. the women in the division the main event segment it was kevin owens calling out jd mcdonald well was all in the ring for the uh ko show basically it's uh, not personal he did he went for him he went for the irish ace <laughs> and he even was like tapping on their shoulders saying don't let him take this title you know uh bronner to his faces. Oh KO finally gave him a stop in the fight and let the two get on with it. Dragunov took up both Breaker and McDonald and stood tall um, <laughs> after hitting the torpedo, holding the NXT Championship high. All of a sudden, Austin Theory's music hit and he showed right. off his briefcase, teasing a future cash-in. Uh, again, this was exciting, but like, way to fucking bury the lead on this one. Like, if you're going to put me back in NXT, let's have a complete rather than, oh, look, he showed up at Havoc. (laughs) I I really, yes, I really don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to do it, you would have just, if you're going to do it tonight, just do it without him showing up there. Let Dragunov finish the show holding it up. And he shows up tonight. It'll blow everyone's mind because people, no one was even considering that he would do it. it. It was a great little shock. Right there, but that's another reason why it's hard for me to believe that they didn't know Dynamite was off. <laughs> like, what was the point? Why would you spoil this if this could possibly happen Saturday? It just doesn't make any logical sense other than the fact that you wanted that rating pop right there next to Dynamite. I'm sorry. It just, it looks, that's the way it looks to me. It is, it's pointless. Yeah, the whole, don't get me wrong. I love Kevin Owens, right? But, like, have Owens wrestle elsewhere. And if you're going to make it into a match, have Balor, who was there, team with JD, who we trained with originally, to take on the faces. And then you've got a good yeah. main event and you've got the story there. Just didn't make any sense, you know. Don't get me wrong, I understand it. And another thing, we'll talk about NXT in a month. 
But one of these interesting things, even when Owens was saying, you've not seen me on Raw recently. And and again, I'm not praising Vincent Mann, you know, off the top of my head, but even with his booking of weekly shows, I can't remember certain superstars just going missing. Yes, there was talent that weren't used on the shows, but talent that were, yeah. were always weekly. And it seems like with Kevin Owens, we've not seen him on Raw recent times. I mean, don't get me wrong, with Dynamite, it happens every fucking week. But there's a few people, even like with Theory, uh, Baszler, you can go yeah. through. And again, I don't know out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I don't know if it's like Triple H and Tony Khan do that Vince didn't or we didn't <laughs> notice it. But it just seems... That there's a lot of people missing on weekly television. I think uh, another thing that's changed is that sometimes Vince, even if they weren't in matches, he would have these long, these drawn out promos or packages, mm. or sometimes it was backstage segments that made little to no sense. Uh, you know, just and like you said, sometimes that'll at least give a guy another appearance. You know, to to make it consistent. And I think sometimes with, since Triple H is trying to focus more on wrestling in like like longer competitive wrestling matches maybe that you know comes into play maybe he's giving people uh you know time off in between i don't know you know you never really know exactly the thought process behind it but that is an interesting point you know just how you know invisible some people seem to be when they're not the focus of a story at the moment and uh you know, I don't know if that's going to be a, something that's going to continue on or if there's just some of these new kinks while Triple H, you know, gets to swing things. But we'll have to see, you know. Uh, but that's a really interesting point because I didn't even think about that. But it really has been inconsistent for some people, you know, and uh, specifically if they doesn't don't have a legitimate feud or a title that they're fighting for. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of these things, you know, when, like I said, we talk about how much wrestling we watch. And you just notice, like, the kind of even like, the subtle changes, the differences. And you think, fuck, yeah, we haven't seen Owens in a few weeks, and it's kind of a bit weird. But anyway, that was NXT. Five episodes we've caught up with. The new NXT, as it was. What have you thought of this batch of episodes? Yeah, I think it still has its uh, ups and downs. It still has some high, spot, high points. Like I said, I do love the fact that it's starting to feel more like what Triple H always said NXT was to him, even if he wants to try to set, call it developmental <laughs> when they bring it up about Tony beating them in the ratings. I know what Triple H's end goal is. He always mentioned back in the day that NXT was a third brand. And it's I do love the fact that in this new era, it kind of it kind of feels like that. It doesn't, you know, when you see a Shinsuke Nakamura or whatever come down, you know, it's just starting to I don't know if that's just how we're going to continue to do this, but it feels normalized. And that was always a thing every now and then with NXT in the past. But I think it's just different now since we know Triple H is kind of doing, you know, the main roster also now. But uh, I love like like the logical storytelling standpoint that we that we see. Like I said, some a lot of things make sense, but they still have, like I said, some of those moments that you probably can do without. Some of the fillers, sometimes the women's division seems underdeveloped by comparison, but I do think they're building things. Like, you know, as far as the women's tag division go, for the first time in a while, it seems like they're trying to put multiple teams together and try to flesh it out. The women's uh, title division may not be as deep right now, but it's because they have active feuds and everything going on. But they're do- you can see that they're trying to set building blocks towards the future in that division. I said the same thing about the tag division. And then, I, like I said, the North American title has been handled 
pretty nicely for the most part for a while now. So honestly, we just have to see and continue to uh, see where some of these stories pay off. Go, I'm trying. I really want to wait out this Grimes business. Hopefully, he can finally get off from under this Gacy thing or join them. Whatever they're gonna do, they need to go ahead and do it. But <laughs> you know, so you just gotta get some of these stories out of the way and see where they want to go now. But I, and then like you said, I love the fact that it's feel like NXT UK in a lot of ways too, because I mentioned that a lot of times when we talk about NXT UK on the review, just how logical and how everything made sense. Simple storytelling. So uh, it's a lot of positives here, but we, we just have to see if uh, they're going to stick out and outshine some of the downsides that uh, NXT still, uh, the issues that they still have from time, to, from time to time. Yeah. Like I said, it's even like the women's division. Sometimes the women's division, I think, oh, it's like the old NXT again. Sometimes I'm just screaming about how fucking shit it is. So it's like you said, it is a developmental, and it's never going to be NXT we know. But like I said, even with NXT UK come on, it feels like the hour we used to watch there has been tacked on to NXT. So we're not really missing it. I've not felt I've missed NXT UK because just the sheer amount of talent that we've seen on NXT. Uh, And I would say it has improved, especially from the dark days, 2.0 to it is now. But like I said, we can move on to that next level. It's also with, I think for me, like Bron Breaker, as champ and Mandy Rose's champion, they're both dominant. And I think we'll see what the next, not even era, but the kind of next stage of NXT is with our next champions. You know, whether that happens at Havoc or not, I think that'll right. be interesting to see. Right, you know? right. Apart from pretty yeah, deadly. Yeah, I agree. Leave the titles on pretty deadly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at, at some point we're going to, we're going to see a changing of the guard. It's just all about, when and how at this point we just need to figure out when they're going to finally pull the trigger will these will both reigns make it to the next stand and deliver or will it be done before that yeah it'll be interesting because Shawn Michaels has also announced that there's going to be a December premium live event for NXT called NXT Deadline let's hope they change the name at the moment, it's December 10th. We'll see what there. But tonight, we've got Halloween Havoc. The predictions to come. And yes, all four of us on the team, WNR, have given our predictions. Uh, of course, this is going to go towards the Prediction League. So at the moment, and of course, Monty, I know you weren't there for Extreme Rules. Thank fuck, it was terrible for us. WWE Pay-Per-View League. At the moment, <laughs> I'm on four. Gina is on five. You and Jaxie on six. So you'll find out we've still got Crown Jewel, of course, Survivor Series to come. AEW Prediction League, Monty and Gina on one each. Jaxie on two, I'm on three. I have to apologise because I did the first time ever one-on-one with Gina for AEW. And I thought the next show was going to be Revolution. It was quite nice, Monty. What wasn't nice was I thought the next show would be Revolution and the amount of emails telling me it was full gear. Uh, just like this Ridge Holland moment we had earlier. It's not like I forgot. <laughs> it is an AEW pay-per-view. Right, and I'm sorry, but I've got fucking so much wrestling to keep an eye on. It's not. It's Declaration of Power, New Japan. Do you know how difficult it is to remember that? Let alone... What what else we have? I saw got. like the hashtag for power, and I was like, "Oh, it's talking about NWA." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, New Japan. <laughs> okay, What's never that? mind. See, we all make mistakes, people. Exactly. You go. What the fuck is New Japan Dop? What, what's that? <laughs> like, what the fuck have I put there? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> yeah, what's what, Dop? 
what the hell? Uh, anyway, so bonus league is what the NXT will be towards. At the moment, bonus league, Gina Jackson on six, Monty on seven, I'm on 11. And as Jaxie said, I've got quite a lead in the bonus. But as I explained to him, I explained to you, Monty, there's still all to play for because... Obviously, we get two points for a prediction league win, and then all the points are put together. And even if someone's five points behind, there's about 40 points on the line because of the year end predictions. So there is still all to play for. Uh, but today, we're going to go for a bonus point, and of course, we're going to Halloween Havoc. So we'll start off with Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp in an ambulance match. Uh, this is going to be difficult. Monty, what do you think is going to happen? And how are you calling it? Yeah, man, this is tough. This is a tough one, honestly. And, uh, and uh, Because I was like, you know, I, I like everything Kemp has been saying. You know, it makes sense. I can see this win being cool, a cool launch pad for him. But it just doesn't make sense to me, in my opinion, to put, you know, Brutus's career on the line. They they keep talking about it as it's like definite. Like, his career is over, not just leave NXT or anything like that. So, uh, honestly, I feel like it's, when you put put a guy back up against the wall like that, it's hard for me not to say that Julius is going to find a way to uh, come out on top. You know, the uh, I think maybe it was the Roddy Strong promo that really was like, you know what, I guess, you know, I guess finally we can get the payoff too because this can be over. He can get his revenge for that, and they can both go their separate ways, and Julius can continue on with his brother, and they can move on. And I think depending on how Kent looks tonight, he don't necessarily – Kent looks tonight, he doesn't uh, lose anything because, again, he did make a lot of sense. And I do think it still can be a launch pad into whatever heel work he does in the future. So I'm going to stick with Julius Creed. You're going to go Julius to start us off. Uh, this could be interesting because why would they put Brutus in trouble if they were never going to go through with it? And maybe this is a chance – That's fair of uh like we said not diamond mine but even you know the, the creeds going to the main roster as a tag team be interesting mm. to see that's fair uh, too. but then again i still think unfinished business i again i'm never going to go for like a no contest or both men being out you know but yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if we did see something like that but like you said, in an ambulance match it usually favors the good guys so i'm going to go right. julius there as well um jaxi and gina did join jaxi sent her predictions and again i don't want to put her on the spot but like half hour ago i was just about to, <laughs> i was gonna be like look if we don't get him in by now null and void but they are in at this moment uh they have both Please. gone for damon kemp i know harsh okay. but still i stick with it uh we've got apollo cruz <laughs> Versus Grayson Waller in a spin the wheel, make a deal match. <sighs> well, I'll take this one. You know, I'll take a shot for the team. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah, if this match is not a bleeding eye on a pole match, <laughs> we are <laughs> missing. This is like the coolest matches on there, like Buried Alive and Casket. You know it's not going to be. It's going to be no. like even like a steel cage match or a, or yeah. a one-arm time behind your back. <laughs> um, Cruz needs the win here. Uh, so, like we said, it's going to be pretty simple. Waller is one of those hills, a bit like the Miz, who can lose yep. as many big matches as he want and be all he can right. Talk his way out of it. Yeah, with yep. Cruz, he's come down to NXT, and I don't think anybody knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Just... 
No. It's just. It was funny. Like, my fiance was like, you know, I know the God, Apollo. I thought he was like, he was supposed to be like inquisitive or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, bro, bro. They don't, don't, don't try to sit, make sense out of this. I don't know why he can see the future. Uh, just, I, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know why. <sighs> what they're doing. He should be unstoppable. That's my only. Yeah. That's my only argument. If he can see the future, he got. He has to be unstoppable. Uh, but <laughs> I, I agree with you. Like it's it's simple. Waller doesn't lose anything here. He runs his mouth enough. Uh, and we all know he screwed Apollo out of the vic- the first victory anyway. It's funny how a simple storyline like this, like just it really starts from just a rake of the eye in a match, man. Like that's simple wrestling. And then we get you throw in all the superhero stuff and the, the for some reason everyone's still bleeding out of the eyes. It's it's just and it's funny, another stipulation I was thinking about, are we gonna do a self Rollins Ray Mysterio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something where we have to do the fake Pushing out the eye situation on the steps or something, I don't know. But anyway, this is, uh, I'm going with Cruz too. Though. It may, it may, it, Cruz definitely needs this because again, you can't have someone having visions and they can't win in these situations. It's just hard for me to believe. Uh, and like you said, he needs this desperately because like the character is can be easily lost. So I just think if you want to keep this going, you want to build us up to see what whatever they want to go with this Apollo character, I think he needs this victory, uh, and he's going to win. Yeah, I mean, if he loses, just release him, right? Because whatever you're yeah. doing with him, just give up. it's just not working. Uh, we got the Weapons Wilds match, Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. Now, this is interesting, because obviously with the women's title match going along uh, later, you would think, again, if we're just doing it this, if whoever wins this match, depending on this or a hill and whoever's the match match, could be number contender, you know? And I think yeah. at this moment in time, I mean, not to take it too much away from you, but I think Roxanne is is riding a little bit of a wave. And I wouldn't mind if, if she is the one to get rid of Manly Rose and beat her for the championship, I think that could make storyline sense. But I'm not sure about you. I mean, which way are you going for? We'll do uh, Perez versus Jade first. Okay, got you. Uh, so it, this one, in my opinion, because they did the finish that I just do not like when it comes to baby faces. I hate when baby faces can't pull the trigger, can't snap, and you know show that mean streak. Like this is wrestling. Like I, I, it makes me it all every time a baby face can't hit someone with a weapon in like in a situation, even you know even with the rules and all that. It just makes me be like, did this, does this guy has this guy ever watched wrestling before? <laughs> has this person ever watched before? Like, all right, you're gonna have to do this sometime, okay? So anyway, I just feel like for me to take her seriously and for her for her to take the next step also, because we all like like I said, she can get sympathy like anyone. Like she's really really good in the role of being the underdog and fighting from uh you know fighting from behind and getting the upper hand with high impact offense and all that. And I really love that. And I can't wait to see how, what does she do to show us that mean streak that I think we need to see out of her for her to finally get her revenge back on Cora Jade. I don't think the generation of Jade is starting right now. I think uh, it's time for – I think they need to keep riding with Roxanne. And uh, it'd be a great way to just go ahead and blow this feud off uh, and let Roxanne take take the victory. I, I'm going with uh, – like you said, Roxy just makes the most sense here. Yeah, I would say Roxy for me makes sense. Gina also agrees. Jaxi has gone for Cora Jade. And that leads to the women's title match because I think if Roxy wins this one, 
excuse me, she will face the champion at the premium live event. And after what happened on NXT, don't get me wrong, Monty, you know, Alba Five, she wins the title. I will lose my shit because yes. the former Kaylee Ray, one of the greatest women's uh, NXT UK champions of all time, and obviously a great athlete. But I just think with the build for this, it doesn't feel like the moment is coming. You know, I think, like yeah. I said, with the numbers game as well. Uh, so I'm going to go Mandy Rose, and it hurts. It hurts to retain, but the end game is Rocks versus Rose for me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Roxy versus Rose is probably where we where we finally get that that changing of the guard. And uh, uh yeah, I, I, I you just pretty much put. I would love for Kaylee Ray to get this so Alba Fire to be in this position. As a few, as a matter of fact, a few weeks ago, I was watching. I actually was like, okay, I wouldn't mind it. It makes sense. But like you said, as the weeks went by, the way everything was booked. The numbers game, numbers game is just gonna. I'm probably gonna. It, I just. I would really doubt if it doesn't come into play, and I don't think the bat will be enough to suffice. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm definitely sticking with Mandy Rose retaining here. But I agree 100 percent because I've been, you know, craving for a new champion for a while now. But uh, they're gonna continue this out. Who knows? She may, you know, continue to just hold this belt even longer you know, until they're ready to pull the trigger. But I'm just like you. I'm hoping whoever wins in the core and Roxy situation gets a title shot. And I, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think Mandy and uh, Roxy is where we're going to end up. So, yeah, she has to retain for that to happen. Yeah, about that. Well, a ladder match for the vacant next in Orpok Championship. And this has become, like, commonplace now. I know I've had to go at AEW before for ladder matches and casino battle royales. But it feels like if we don't have an NXT North American ladder match every couple of months, NXT's <laughs> not doing it. Yeah. Right. Don't go wrong, I love it. Carmella yeah. Hayes, Aura Mensa, Wesley, Von Wagner, and Nathan Fraser. Like we said, if we've got Von Wagner at this match and put an axiom, it would have been NXT UK versus yeah. North American champion. Um, what, what are your thoughts <laughs> on this match? Potentially could steal the show. Potentially could just be them waiting for their spots and setting up ladders. This is always my problem mm-hmm. when it comes here. Uh, what about you, Monty? What do you think this is? What's going to happen, and who's going to win? Yeah, I think we, we should get on, on a, a fun match because we have like great athletes, people who are very creative, even without the uh, ladder. So we have people who know what they're doing, and I think can have some, like you said, impressive moments and spots. But it's always a toss-up on whether they're going to get the time or whether they're going to get what they want out of this. And will it turn into just a spot fest or will it actually make sense? Will it be one of those things that just looks like a chase to get to the belt and who's going to get there first? Uh, honestly, my initial thought process was just as long as it's not Von Wagner. You know, <laughs> uh, really, I, that's that's where I was at. And then they started to flesh it out to contenders, and I was just trying to really just think about it. I was like, man, you know, uh, I love Melo, but honestly, I would be frustrated if Melo won this one because I've told you, I've mentioned this plenty of times, I honestly don't want Brian Breaker to lose the belt until he fights Carmelo Hayes, okay? <laughs> or at least, like, at least them have one world title match, please. But anyway... Uh, so I really don't want Melo to win, even though I wouldn't be surprised or be mad at it. But like, you know, I would. Like I said, I would be actually frustrated because I just think, what was the point of the solo spot? Was it just to pop us and be a surprise? Like, what was the point of all of this? He's just he's he's gonna be a champion. Uh, so it it made me move on, and I thought, like I said, no Von Wagner. 
So then it was like Nathan Oro or, you know, like, uh, you know, Wesley. Well, at least Wesley won the vote. And, you know, so, you know, okay, so he had whatever. I don't know. I don't even, I didn't vote for it. So we'll see. <laughs> but the fans, they said the fans voted. Someone so, you know, did. Yeah, we, we someone didn't. Someone voted, right. Yeah, we didn't vote. But someone voted for Wesley. And, uh, and he's been, like, I think someone mentioned it. He's been walking around moping for months now. <laughs> Forgot who it was. I think it was, was it Stax? Yeah, I think Stax was like, bro, you've been moping for months. Your friend is gone. You're over it. But anyway, so yeah. yeah, just get over it. So I'm like, you know, he's been treated like a pushover. It would be a great story for him to come overcome everything and win it. But I was like, mm, I don't know. It's just like when you do that, you know, the fake out thing, and they do what they did, what they did with Melo and Trick. It's like it made me feel like they're not confident in Wesley in that spot themselves. So I was like, hmm, it makes the most sense then to give it to maybe Frazier. That's why I'm having the, the conundrum. I'm like Frazier or Wesley. <laughs> because Oro's a little too new. I'm like, he's too new. Like, they wouldn't give it to him uh... right off As you see, I'm still struggling with this. <laughs> well, uh... let me, I'll give it a second. Because G, uh, Jaxi is, is just... I think she's doing it to fuck me. She put Von Wagner as... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, please. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm gonna break down. I'm just gonna be mad. I'm just gonna be so frustrated. <laughs> Why? Not only will Von Wagner be the North America oh. champion, but Jackson will beat us at NXT, which again, it just it can't happen. <laughs> oh my god. Anybody <sighs> Okay. Go on. All right. So I'm going to step on the limb. Uh it's like, all right, so who <laughs> Ah! <laughs> okay, Nathan Fraser. I'm going Fraser. I said it. You're going Fraser. You're going Fraser. Yeah. And and what happened was, I I believe him winning the series <laughs> gave him more momentum going into the uh, going into the match than what happened with Wesley because he just got pinned like you just saw early to go home like it was nothing. And maybe they did that to get me off Wesley's scent. We'll see, but I, I'm 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 gonna stick with self self project. Had to had to gut a rule. I know what it's like that choice of just like ah, we have to do it. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going Wesley. Like I said, if if it's not ah, built dude. towards him winning, you with me, man? I, that's it's hard, bro. I'm <laughs> so mad, dog. Uh, yeah, Wesley and Gina has gone Wesley as well. So. I tell you, like Gina is is going to be her her predictions of mine are very yeah similar. Gina yeah um, Gina yeah she's good yeah I mean, say that if Von Wagner wins we're all fucked so, <laughs> <laughs> and so watch watch Frazier he's going to do some sick take yourself out of the match and I'm screwed I'm going to just throw my device it'll, it'll be the injury the angle early on that you go what the fuck I'm out oh fuck uh, <laughs> The main event, though, is... And again, we talk about, oh, fuck. Like, Ron has fucked yeah. me. This year, <laughs> with predictions. <laughs> I, my head is in the place. I don't, I don't know. The NXT Championship on the line. Ron Breaker versus Ia Dragunov versus JD McDonough. Uh-huh. Now, this is fucking my head up, because I'm thinking, why is JD involved for when he's kind of got beaten in the past, unless they put him there to be like that. Why is Ear involved 
especially if he's going, I don't want to lose at Wells Collide. No, but you're right, losing at Havoc doesn't, doesn't right. make sense. Like, True. And Bron, can we bet against Bron? But I want to, but I don't know if I can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you I saying, Monty? Because I, I honestly, at this moment, it's, it's the one where it, you know your head and your heart, and this year, my heart has been crushed by lead. <laughs> if you look at Bate, McIntyre, you look at anybody, it has, just, you know, I want to say the, uh, but my head's going, he's going to be Bron. Monty, talk some sense into all of us. Uh, <laughs> which way is this going? I don't know. I don't know. The, the video package, the intensity in which he speaks. Dragging off in that Kevin Owens segment almost swayed me, I promise you. He had me a couple of times. And, you know, when he told JD, I actually, JD actually had me because I was like, they are so focused on each other. They are they are literally trying to hammer this in your head, guys. Watch out for JD. They're literally trying to do <laughs> yeah, this. I know. So I like, if, why is he I like, So I even gave him a chance. Need. There's no need for JD in this match. It's like, <laughs> why? Why? It's hate it. <laughs> <laughs> right, he throws it all off because now I'm like, what? Like, ah, like if you're gonna do this for Ilya, I would like it. Like you just said, it'd be much better if Ilya just Ilya versus Braun straight up. He takes it and you know or whatever. Then it makes more, it, you know, it, it just it makes more sense to me. But when you have JD there, it's like they're probably gonna do what they did with Mandy Rose and Mako and Blair. You know, <laughs> it makes me, and like it's gonna be a situation where Ilya may have just hit the torpedo or something, and then Braun. You know, gets him out the way or whatever, or some you know some type of interaction like that at the last minute there, and we continue it on. It's just I, I'm going with Braun, like you said. It's just too hard. I can't. I gotta be safe here and just go and say that he's gonna retain. But man, I wanted to give it to uh, Dragunov. I want, I, like I said, I even considered JD. They were just so overtly against him. Yeah. Also, it's like why are they it's like man? Story. Why are they hammering yeah. on? Yeah, so it's like he may just sneak up and win because everyone, no one wants him to win. So it just feels like, why would they do that? But I was like, you know what? Since I have no clue, I'm just going to stay safe and let's just hope Bron can uh, bring it home uh, because with the triple threat setting and all of that, like you mentioned yeah, earlier. Uh, and then they tried to throw the theory <laughs> stuff out there, but I honestly think since they did it, it's like, no, no way we're getting theory tonight, in my opinion. Or if he do come out, I just don't see it working. Mm. If so, I'll be like, wow, why did you spoil it? It would have been, again, <laughs> it would have been great. If you just they should it. have Tyson Fury there, knocking out theory <laughs> every time. <laughs> to catch in. Just randomly pop up, just knock him out. Just never do it. Um, I don't know, Monty. Like I said, it, it makes all the it's sense. Lot, man. It makes all the sense in the world. Like I said, Gina's <sighs> gone Bron. Makes sense. Jaxie's gone Ilya Dragunov. It makes sense. Makes the, sense. The outside will be JD. You know, like I said, with a bonus, I've got a little bit of a lead, but is it worth sacrificing or not? But seeing as you right. went Frazier over... Uh, Lee, bro, I I didn't want to. No, 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 no. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this for NXT UK, for the WNR podcast, (laughs) for everybody. (laughs) Trust me, I will lose on. I will lose this point. I will lose on this point. Like I I just fucking know I will. But 
Go on. Your new <laughs> NXT champion, old Piccoli Dragon. Oh, fuck it. Go on. I've done it now. I've done it. I don't want to hear it. You know? <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Um, but again, Monty, it is quite exciting. It's a Saturday night. There's a, a takeover yeah. event, a premium live event coming up in just a couple hours. And the card itself looks pretty cool. We men- I mentioned earlier, should it be a TV show or not? I'm glad it's a premium live event. And I'm glad it should get some time because usually, Touchwood takeovers always used to deliver um excuse me as for the halloween havoc tonight i mean what are your hopes what are your dreams what are you hoping to see obviously you to get a perfect score uh like you know what, what would be <laughs> right, obviously what would be your dreams to know Nathan Frazier <laughs> finding a way to win randomly yeah just yeah. just that one that's the one i'm the most curious about right now but anyway uh yeah uh Honestly, I think we're going to get one of those nice, nicely paced, complete shows. I just hope everything makes sense and that uh, they just let everybody, like you said, the ladder match gets enough time so it won't just turn into a spot fist. Uh, but I hope the story of the triple threat match works out. Like maybe that they continue to tease that JD gets there, but at the end he doesn't, uh, even though he snuck around the entire match or something like that. Uh, so like, you know, it's little things like that, that I'll be, I'll be looking for, but I'm still, like you said, expecting a takeover level or a takeover quality show where it's just, you know, fa- you know, fast paced, but entertaining the entire time. And, uh, you know, we get to see some of these feuds pay off and we'll see maybe, like you said, maybe we'll get a new champion, new NXT or a new, new NXT women's champion here. So, uh, uh, yeah, man, it's a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, we got an ambulance match. We got, got some stuff. We don't even know one stipulation, so it could be really creative, or it could all be a bunch of garbage. So we'll just we we'll have to see. <laughs> it's it's the hope that gets you. I'm not gonna. Yeah, <laughs> it always is. It's the potential to have a perfect night, and then when I wake up in the morning, I check my phone and realize not only do I lose predictions, but Bron Breaker's retained <laughs> the NXT title. <laughs> Uh, but then again, like I said, this is fun. It is fun. It's nice that NXT now yeah. has got that fun feel about it. And like I said, we've just done an update. And unlike maybe updates of old, this has kind of flown by. Uh, and mm-hmm. we've basically covered everything as well. Is there anything else NXT related? Because don't worry, everybody listening, we'll be bringing you a view of Halloween Havoc, along with New Japan Declaration of Power on a Halloween special, which is next week. But Monty, anything else NXT related this week? Uh, no, you know, this is, uh, like you said, another uh, strong batch. I think, like we said, they're improving. And we're just going to have to wait it out and see what else Shawn Michaels and everyone else in creative and uh, in, back there in the NXT, what they're going to continue to cook up for us. And I think tonight is going to be a fun show. They've been doing a really good job with the last really the last few takeovers, even in the 2.0 era, they were doing pretty good with their actual network specials. So uh, I'm expecting more of the same here tonight, and it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, without shadow of a doubt. Well, on that note, we'll leave it there. That is it. Don't forget, across all social media, Twitter at the Dublin Podcast. I'm at the Dublin Jail. You can find the entire Dublin team on our Twitter banner. Or where can people find you, Monty? They can find me at my Monty Pod. You can click the link in my bio. You can check some of the old pods. We are right now currently. This season is over. We'll figure it out. Child, I will get back to you guys on when the next season will pop up of the Mind of Monty podcast. But until then, I do plan on uh, uploading more to my YouTube. 
So please go to Mind of Monty on YouTube. It's all typed together, M-O-N-T-Y, uh, Mind of Monty. So check that out and, you know, subscribe. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, see everybody listening. Monty didn't leave. Everybody was the amount of emails I got saying, <laughs> "Did you do a Dan again?" And it's like, no. Did you run, no, you run no. somewhere else away? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I even mentioned, you know, I've only been through Dan, Dwayne, Jared, Henry, Jaxie. You know, it's it, Gina, yourself. It's not a lot of people. You know, Slap Match Pod <laughs> and uh, the other guy did Graps of Rass and. It's not a lot. Yeah, what, 15 people? Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it really? <laughs> it's not a lot. As you explained, the revolving door of guests and hosts. <laughs> it's nice that people come back. That's what I'm saying. And uh, <laughs> I hope people enjoy listening. Double R also on Facebook and Instagram across all Google platforms. Send us your pissy emails at the Double R podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> YouTube love podcast for all latest clips and podcasts. You've got the same time on YouTube as do SoundCloud on your phone. Also, Spotify and iTunes. We can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So, that is it. Like I said, our next episode is the eighth annual Halloween Spectacular. Eighth annual. I couldn't be that old, could I? With the entire WNR team. Until then, I've been James Rollins and I was joined. By the mind of Monty. Monty, you're back. We've done an update and it's a Halloween special next. Times are good. Yes, it is. Times are good. October, usually, especially the end of October, is always a cool time for me because my birthday month is coming up. I'm a fall baby, so this is my time of the year. So I can't wait, man. Ready to do this. And yes, like you said, back in the saddle. Let's do it. When is your birthday, Monty? Just in case anybody wants to send you cards for the twenty second, twenty second of November, twenty second November. Well, I just yes. want to let you know. I mean, I'm not saying anything, but you know, my birthday is uh, when we drop the Halloween special. So I'm just saying it's not important. Twenty eighth October, okay. but you know, it's not. Look, guys, <laughs> don't send me anything. It's not worth it. It really isn't. Uh, <laughs> So we all got birthdays all within a couple of months of each other as well. And nice. the same times that you did, deb- because Gina debuted on the podcast in November. So obviously right. you and Jackson were a week apart. Uh, and, you know, Gina came a little bit late. It's nice, it's nice, nice little bow. Nice little bow. You're not interested people listening at home. You want us to go now. <laughs> so we will. So thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> and bye. Adios. <laughs>